0: What's up everybody? Logan Alec here with a comparison between the Chase Freedom Unlimited Credit Card and the Chase Freedom Flex Credit Card. I reviewed both of these cards in their own respective review videos, there will be links to each of those in the description below. If after watching this video you want a fuller, more robust analysis of each of these cards specifically, be sure to check out each of their review videos. Uh, but in this video of course I am simply comparing these two products because one question I received a lot is which one you should get out of these two cards in the Chase Freedom line, so I thought I would take a closer look at these two cards. So in this video I will discuss how they're similar, how they're different, and then at the end of the video I will discuss the kinds of people that the Freedom Flex might be a better pick for as well as the kinds of folks the Freedom Unlimited might be a better pick for. So let's get right into it. First, I want to go over the cashback rewards you can get with each of these cards. Both the Freedom Unlimited and the Freedom Flex offer 5% cash back on travel book through Chase Ultimate Rewards, plus 3% cashback at drugstores and restaurants, including dine-in, takeout, and delivery. Now, the Freedom Flex also comes with a 5% cashback in certain bonus categories each quarter. So for example, in the first quarter 2021, the 5% bonus category with wholesale clubs, streaming services, and internet cable and phone services. We're currently in the second quarter. The bonus categories for this quarter are gas stations and home improvement stores. They should announce the categories for the third quarter shortly before the end of June. These bonus categories are not available with the Freedom Unlimited, but on the flip side, the Freedom Unlimited comes with a 1.5% cashback on all non-bonus purchases, compared to just a flat cash back on non-bonus purchases with the Freedom Flex. You can see the information summarized in this table, both cards are the same in the first three rows, the key difference is getting that quarterly bonus category versus getting an extra half percent cash back on other purchases that aren't included in one of the other categories. Now, to be clear, there are generally unlimited rewards with both of these cards, the one exception is that the Freedom Flex card only provides 5% cash back in the quarterly bonus categories on up to fifteen hundred dollars in purchases per quarter, so that's $75 in bonus rewards quarterly. After that, the rewards you get for those bonus categories will just revert to the base 1% rate, which really cuts into how much you can actually get out of the rotating Bonus category. Now, it's a tough choice, right, I mean, without looking at your particular spending situation it's tough to say whether the Chase Freedom Flex's bonus categories will make up for its lower cash back rate on non-bonus purchases, but I would point out that neither the Freedom Unlimited nor the Freedom Flex has a great base cash back rate on those non-bonus purchases, obviously the Freedom Unlimited's 1.5% is better than the Freedom Flex's 1%, but you may also want to look at the City Double Cash which comes with no annual fee and a flat 2% cash back on all purchases. purchases, one percent when you make your purchase, and another percent when you pay your bill, there is a link in the description below to that card as well as a link to my review of that card. So if you pair the City Double Cash with the Freedom Flex and the one percent doesn't make much of a difference, you can simply use the Freedom Flex for travel, restaurants, drugstores, and the rotating bonus category and then use the Double Cash for everything else so then you're not losing anything with the Freedom Flex compared to the Freedom Unlimited. On the other hand, Let's say this is going to be your first credit card then that 1.5 percent might be more important since you won't have another card to use for purchases that don't fall under one of the bonus categories. There are a few more minor perks that come with both cards, first you'll get 5 percent on all Lyft rides and subscriptions through the end of next March, so nearly a full year. This doesn't apply to things like gift cards and car rentals, but for day-to-day Lyft usage you should get that 5 percent back whether you have a Freedom Flex or a Freedom Unlimited there are no limits, restrictions, etc. on those extra rewards, so that's a really helpful perk for anyone who uses a lot of rideshare services. Either you use Lyft already, or you're willing to switch to get that cash back. Another thing I want to mention is the DoorDash Dash Pass subscription. You'll get three months free, plus nine additional months at 50% off. When you get a new Freedom Flex or Freedom Unlimited card and that essentially removes a delivery fee on orders from eligible restaurants with a subtotal of twelve dollars or more. That subscription applies to DoorDash as well as Caviar, it would usually cost ten dollars per month but if you get it through your Freedom Flex or Freedom Unlimited then you'll only end up spending forty-five dollars instead of one hundred and twenty dollars for your first year, zero dollars for the first three months, and then five dollars for each of the nine months after that. One thing I highlighted in each of the individual reviews I did for these cards is the opportunity to transfer points to a Chase Sapphire Preferred. Or Sapphire Reserve card, you can do this from the app or the website, and Chase will let you transfer unlimited points between cards as long as they belong to you or someone in your household. The advantage here is that the Sapphire Preferred provides an extra twenty-five percent credit when you use points to book for travel through Chase, and that bumps up to fifty percent with the Sapphire Reserve. The Sapphire cards only come with a base one percent cash back rate. On non-bonus purchases, so let's say you have a Sapphire Reserve and a Freedom Unlimited. Now you can get 1.5 percent right back on non-bonus purchases uh, by using your Freedom Unlimited, okay, instead of your Sapphire Reserve, and then. You can transfer those points from your Freedom Unlimited to your Sapphire Reserve and get that 50% bonus on that 1.5%. So that's an additional 0.75 percentage points. Uh, So when you transfer the points you earned on your Freedom Unlimited over a DM for travel on your Chase Sapphire Reserve account, that essentially turns into uh, 2.25%, right? rewards on non-bonus spending with the Freedom Unlimited, or if you have the Freedom Flex, it will take 1 percent to 1.5 percent. The same applies to other categories, both the Freedom Unlimited and the Freedom Flex come with 3 percent back at drugstores compared to 1 percent with the Sapphire Preferred or Sapphire Reserve, and with the extra 50 percent you get from booking travel through Chase Ultimate Rewards on your Reserve account, you could turn that 3 percent into 4.5 percent. Again, this works with both the Freedom Flex and the Freedom Unlimited obviously their cashback structures are slightly different, but you can transfer points from either card to a Sapphire Preferred or a Sapphire Reserve and this is a really effective strategy for anyone who adds one of the Sapphire cards. So. If you think there's a chance, you might want to upgrade one of these later on. You can save up some of your points, right, on your Freedom Flex your Freedom Unlimited, and convert them into even more travel rewards in the future uh, on one of the Sapphire cards. All right, let's talk about some of the other benefits uh, as well as fees. Uh, both Freedom cards are currently running the same offer for new cardholders, so you'll get a $200 bonus if you spend $500 in the first three months after opening either one of these cards. They also come with 0% APR for the first 15 months, so you won't pay any interest for those 15 months as long as you make the minimum payment every cycle and you pay off any remaining balance at the end of the promotional period. Similarly, both cards are offering 5% cash back on Lyft rides through the end of March 2022 and neither one comes with an annual fee, unlike the Sapphire Preferred and the Reserve which run $95 and $550 per year respectively, uh, so you won't have to worry about whether you'll spend enough to offset the cost or anything like that. That being said, both cards do charge a foreign transaction fee of 3%, which basically means that you should make sure to get another card before traveling outside of the United States. 3% might not sound like a lot, but it can certainly add up quickly, especially if you're spending a lot of money while traveling. And it's really easy these days to find cards with no foreign transaction fees, for example, of the Sapphire cards I mentioned, there's also a link in the description to some good options for those of you who are looking for a card uh, for international travel that don't charge a foreign transaction fee. Alright, at this point you're probably wondering which of these cards I'd recommend, the answer is going uh, to really depend on your own spending and your overall credit card strategy, so now I'm going to discuss two situations in which the Freedom Flex might be a better fit for you, and then two situations where the Freedom Unlimited might be the better bet. Keep in mind that really this analysis uh, is driven primarily by comparing the Freedom Unlimited's uh, 0.5 percentage point advantage on non-bonus spending versus the Freedom Flex's 5% cash back Unrotating rotating quarterly categories that you don't get with the Unlimited. Alright, situation number one where the Freedom Flex makes more sense is if you already have a double cash card or another card for rewards on general spending. In that case, the Freedom Flex is going to be a better choice than Freedom Unlimited because you will only be using it for the bonus categories anyway. So the first use case for the Freedom Flex or the Freedom Unlimited is for someone who already has another credit card that they use for non-bonus spending that matches or exceeds the 1.5 percent you would get with the Freedom Unlimited. Now I want to emphasize here right, that if you do have a Sapphire Preferred or a Sapphire Reserve that can effectively turn the Freedom Unlimited's 1.5 percent base cash back rate uh, you know, into 1.875% for the preferred or 2.25% for the reserve as discussed previously, right? Uh, so in that case you would need a card with an even higher cashback rate than that in order to break even compared to the combination of Freedom Unlimited and one of the Sapphire cards. Keep in mind though, Right, of the Sapphire uh, transfer, you're only limited to redeeming those points for travel through Chase. Number two, the Freedom Flex is also going to be better for people who don't have much spending, and that comes out really clearly when you compare the rewards side by side. Remember, the main advantage of the Freedom Flex is that you get five percent back in the quarterly bonus categories, but that only applies to a maximum of fifteen hundred dollars in purchases per quarter, Okay, five percent of fifteen hundred is seventy-five dollars, so over an entire year uh, you can only get up to three hundred dollars in rewards through uh, getting 5% cash back on bonus categories, right? And that's if you max them out every single quarter. So let's assume you're able to do that. You will earn $300 on $6,000 of spending over the course of a year for those 5% bonus categories. That same $300 would only get you $90, right, as non bonus spending on the Freedom Unlimited. And to make back that 210 difference, you would need to have $42,000 in non bonus spending in a year with the Freedom Unlimited card. So the point is uh, that if you're generally able to max out these rotating categories with your Freedom Flex, or if you can at least come close, that's going to offset a lot of the losses from the 0.5 percentage point difference in the non-bonus spending rate between the Flex and the Unlimited. Alright, now let's talk about some scenarios where the Freedom Unlimited might be the better choice to you for you rather than Freedom Flex. The first situation is you were just looking for a starter credit card or something like that, if you're in that situation then you'll likely get more overall cash back with the Freedom Unlimited uh, because of the benefits on non-bonus spending, Okay, which you're probably going to have a lot of if you only have one credit card, for all of your purchases. Remember, uh, non-bonus spending comes with a 0.5 percentage point difference, more cash back if you have the Freedom Unlimited over the Freedom Flex, and on the other hand bonus spending comes with a 3.5 percentage point advantage more at the Freedom Flex up to the quarterly limit of course, the 3.5 percentage point advantage of the Freedom Flex on spending in the rotating categories is seven times higher than the Freedom Unlimited advantage on non-bonus spending at 0.5 percent, so when it comes down to it, if you will spend at least seven times more in non-bonus categories than you would spend in the rotating categories up to the quarterly limit Then you're going to come out ahead with the Freedom Unlimited. If this is your first credit card and you're planning to put most of your general spending on the Freedom Unlimited, then that might be enough to make up for your losses in the rotating bonus categories. For example, if you're only going to spend an average of two thousand dollars in the bonus categories per year, then the difference on those rewards between a Freedom Flex and a Freedom Unlimited Is only $70, right? Which you can make up with just $14,000 in non bonus spending on the Freedom Unlimited, right? Which is only about $2,000 a month. All right, the second situation in which the Freedom Unlimited might make more sense than Freedom Flex is if you're a big spender. Due to the limit on quarterly bonus rewards, the Freedom Unlimited is going to be more and more effective as your spending goes up compared to the Freedom Flex. So if your spending in the bonus categories is under $1,500 per quarter, your rewards on those purchases will be 5%. But if you're planning to spend, say, $6,000 in the bonus categories in each quarter, then you're going to get $75 on the first $1,500 in purchases and only $45 on the, remor- on the remaining $4,500. That adds up to $120, which means you're only getting an effective cash back rate of 2%, which is barely better than what you would have had with the Freedom Unlimited, and the more you spend in the bonus categories beyond the limit, the less that initial five percent is going to matter since it only applies to your first fifteen hundred dollars per quarter. And obviously if you're spending that much in the bonus categories then you're probably also putting a lot of money into the non-bonus categories, which is going to make the Freedom Unlimited 0.5 percentage point advantage over the Freedom Flex on non-bonus spending. Even more important. So, if summary, if you want a starter card to put all your spending on, right, and maybe you don't want to worry too much about bonus categories and tracking, you know, the categories per quarter, then the Freedom Unlimited might make more sense for that situation. The Freedom Flex on the other hand requires a little more attention to detail. You'll need to activate your bonus categories every quarter, and you have to keep track of those in order to remember where to use that card in each new quarter. If you want to have a simple credit card setup you don't want to spend much time tracking categories or optimizing rewards, the Freedom Unlimited is going to be an easier option in terms of passively generating cash back. Now if at this point you're still considering getting one of these cards and possibly combining them with one of the Sapphire cards, I want to highlight that these cards are governed by the Chase 524 rule which means that your application will automatically be denied if you've already opened five or more credit cards in the last 24 months, this is a strict rule, you won't get an exception for having good credit or something like that, so if you're in that situation then you'll need to wait until some of those cards have been open for more than 24 months. So hopefully this gives you an idea of the differences between these two cards from the Chase Freedom line, Uh, they have a lot of similarities as you see in this video, but that trade-off right, between the bonus categories on the Freedom Flex and the higher general rewards rate on the Freedom Unlimited can make this a tough decision. As always, I want to thank you for watching to the end, I really do appreciate your support, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.